The Cost Camps Coaches Show, episode 26. Coaches, welcome to Cost Camps Coaches Show. Today's guest, we have Coach Eric Faust. He's the head football coach at Shippensburg High School. Coach Faust has been at Shippensburg. He's been the head coach there for 20 years. He started, I'm sorry, excuse me. He's coming up on his 22nd year. He started there as the, the head coach in 2000. He came from Ford City High School, which no longer exists. And he he started his coaching career coaching under his dad at Homer Center High School. He's a, he's a, um, he's a graduate of, of Homer Center High School. He is a... Um, Friend, I, I guess a teammate too, coach of, of Coach Ben McAdoo, the former head football coach at uh, the New York Giants. Am I right in saying that? Your teammate still? More of a friend than a teammate. Okay. Yes, me, okay. I know well, yes. And he is now currently the offensive coordinator in Carolina under Matt Rule. Uh, yes, he is. Coach, welcome to the show. Well, thanks for having me. I'm, I'm excited to do the show. Coach is going to talk today about his strength program um you know i'm sure some stuff will come up about how it started and and um the way he implemented it and and how it changed the program's culture and uh coach i'll i'll let you take it away if you want to start there with how you kind of came up with it or implemented it go ahead uh, i like like mark said i came to homer center or i came to shippensburg a little over 20 years ago. When I first got here, the program had gone through two years where we were 1-19. Um, when I got here, I, there was a lot of work to be done. And to be honest, our kids weren't huge, usually confident in the game of football. So to start a program and to develop a program, I, I really focused primarily on the weight room. One of the reasons I focused primarily on the weight room was because you can see gains in the weight room easier than you can see wins on a football field. And as you gain in the weight room, you become more confident. It allows you the opportunity to feel like you can win. And it's an area where you can develop your culture without maybe the stress of a field. We were able to develop a culture that we still kind of adhere to in the weight room prior to ever stepping on the practice field. And, and we still are pretty pretty good with what we do in the weight room. And, and it directly relates a lot to what we do on the field. We're a, a very blue-collar team, uh, without a doubt. And uh, so for us, the weight room, we have to, we're a blue-collar lifting team. We, we aren't trendy. Um, we, we don't follow fads. We're an Olympic lift team. And when our kids come in the weight room, we're no hats, no sunglasses, no arms, sleeves, none of that. And that's the way we are on a football field too. So by developing that culture in the weight room, it made it easier to develop on the field. And the gains that you can have kids make and the confidence that they can gain kind of feeds into itself because as they develop that confidence, they become better football players. They become better football players. Your team becomes better. As your team becomes better, you've developed a greater culture for winning. 
and everybody wants to talk about culture now and you know 20 years ago people weren't talking near as much about developing a culture and i would have thought about it as developing a culture but back then that's in essence we were laying the groundwork for the culture for our program and we've been very successful over the last 10 to 15 years so when our kids go into a weightlifting session we start everything with the basis of olympic movements we do what we call a hinge circuit and, and all of our kids do the hinge movements we want to loosen the shoulders we want to loosen the knees we want to loosen the waist and then we, we start with a compound lift so we deadlift uh, and we run the halls it would be a compound lift that we would start with and then most days we get into a bench, a squat, and a clean three days a week. And we add auxiliary lifts in, and we'll do a circuit for cardio, and we'll do all of those things. And uh, we charge a progress, and we award shirts. You know, I learned a long time ago that there's tremendous value in a, in a $3 T-shirt that, that you can get with. And, uh, we, so we give away a lot of $3 T-shirts, which aren't quite $3 anymore right. but back then started we get a three dollar t-shirt and um so what what we started to develop is these kids were excited to wear these shirts in the school so we developed a, some pride in that and now you know we don't we're a little different than, than a lot of the schools around my program get out of football from january till may so you won't go out, you won't be doing any kind of like uh, team stuff until until after May, till June? Until May. We'll okay. start in the, okay. we'll start one Really, once spring sports are over, we, we don't, we want our kids to play other sports first. Yeah. They are playing other sports, we want them in the weight room. But we, I, I feel like a lot of programs, and I'm not trying to discount anybody at all, a lot of people get out these footballs as soon as the season is over and they're running plays as soon as they can. And by doing that, you know, you, you can burn a lot of kids out of football. For sure. But the, the other thing, in my opinion, is all of a sudden you have some kid who's starting to develop and you're running plays and he's your third string guard in January. Who knows whether he's going to stick with it? If we don't worry about a football, nobody has to worry about starting or playing time for that matter until May, May and early June. And at those times, you kind of have to start to worry about those things. But we're, we're a little bit odd, and I know that. And the fact that we, we don't do any football until you know mid-May probably. And with us, it's a little easier to do maybe than some programs because – I've been here for so long and we change very little each year that we're able to do that. Where some, some people that are putting in the offense and installing what they're doing, they aren't as able to wait that long. You know, they have a lot more work to do than, than we do anymore. You know, my coaches have all been with me for a long while. So we kind of know what we're walking into every, every May when we start. But uh, we we pride ourselves almost on the fact that we spend our winter and our spring getting stronger to be able to play quality football once we start getting the football out. 
Can you just, I know you, you already said this, but can you quickly just kind of review with what you said? You said you did a hinge circuit. And mm-hmm. what, do, what does that entail again? A hinge circuit is used to, to loosen the joints for Olympic lifts. So we start with just a straight, like a good morning bend. And then from the good morning bend, we go into a good morning bend or a bend at the waist to a bend at the, with a bend at the knees. And, and are, you, just, are you doing this? There's no weights involved in this? So, um, you know what we use? We use PVC pipes. Okay. We I have seen f- people do that before. So we have, in our weight room, we probably have 40 to 45, maybe even 50 three-foot PVC pipes. And uh, what we do, you know, we just put the pipe on our back. So you have your hands up. So when you do all these exercises, that pipe replaces the bar. So we, we start with, like, like, the good morning. Then we get into a knee bend to simulate a squat. And we'll simulate a power clean. Like, we, we don't want them to bring the, bring the PVC pipe up like a, a PVC pipe. We want to bring it up like it's weighted. So when we simulate a clean, they're bringing that PVC pipe up nice and slow, but tight against their shins, up to their waist, and then they'll snap it over. And uh, we do the same with a snatch, and we'll do a, a clean and press with the PVC pipe as well. And we just want their their bodies to be used to those movements. And our lifting program, we start our lifters with eighth graders. And a lot of the young kids that we have that start in our lifting program, they aren't getting beyond the PVC pipe very early. So that PVC pipe is what they lift for, for a good while to start the workouts. Will you incorporate snatches and clean and, and presses? Will that be part of the program too? I know you said you warm up doing that. We warm up doing it and we do snatch. Um, excuse me, we do clean and press. Um, we don't hang clean. Okay. We we do all power cleans. Um, one of the reasons is because, you know, with a hang clean, you don't get that same explosiveness from the ground. Right. And we think the explosiveness from the ground is important to our, to our program. So that's why we, we always start, when we start teaching kids straight off the bat with, with a power clean. Are you- we don't start. Do you do you break down the power clean movements? You know, will you do like high pulls along with the the um, you know just kind of like the a deadlift and then kind of incorporate the deadlift to a high pull and then getting your elbows and and getting underneath the bar? Then, our yes, we start. I, I Chris Yonish is my middle school coach, and he does a great job with our, our middle school kids. But they start when they start with a PVC pipe. They start with a PVC pipe deadlift, and then they go. You're right. They go to a PVC pipe high pull, and then you'll see. We'll talk about just standing with a PVC pipe at your shoulders, shooting your elbows. So when you shoot your elbows, that simulates a hang clean or a clean because you're just putting your elbows through. And then we slowly progress to, in essence, a clean with a PVC pipe. And then as time goes by, we do get to a bar. And normally, by the time I get them, we're pretty well ver- Those young kids are pretty well versed by the time I get them in 10th grade at what to do with a clean, um, with a clean and press, 
with the snatch, it's still tricky, you know, with we're care, really careful with that when we don't start that one maybe as early. But by the time they get to us, they have the basics of a snatch down. Um, and, you know, obviously they've learned how to squat and, and they've done some benching. But we, we've just, you know, those young kids, we run them in a very similar workout to, we run, to what we run with our high school kids. But we just don't incorporate the same amount of weight. And they have great pride in what they're doing down there. So it's it's unique to watch when a kid gets to graduate from PVC pipe to a bar. Yeah. To a lot of kids, that's a big deal. Right, I would think so. Yeah, so all of a sudden you get to use a real bar. And then for that first two weeks, that's all they get. They, they get that bar. And uh, it's really worked well for our culture. It's a good continuation of a program. You know, the nicest thing in the world is we get kids in the weight room um, because we've had kids that have gotten stronger. And you, know, you see a kid that, you know, if you're a seventh or eighth grader and you see this big kid on a field with this nice body that's done all this work, and you can say, yeah, he wasn't much bigger than you. Yeah. And uh, it's kind of nice to see. Um, we don't really, another thing that's kind of out of the norm that we don't do is we don't really carry a leaderboard from year to year with our lifters. Well, I know I've seen a lot of schools with uh, the 2015 or whatever, top bench, top squat, top deadlift, top whatever. And I think that's great. Um, for us, because of where I started with the program, it wasn't, we didn't want to look backwards we didn't want to look at anything from the year before. You know, my, my first year, I, I was fortunate we won two games. So we always want to look forward. So there's very little in our weight room that looks backward. There's very little talk of uh, maybe history of the program in my time because it's just not something that we, we, we worry about. We've always worried about moving forward. What What does your weight room like what what does that facility look like is that do you have a nice facility there i know you've been vocal on social media about your stadium and that that's another that'd be another uh podcast episode i guess that's another thing <laughs> but yeah. how how does your weight room look our weight room probably uh, you know, well i just went on a rant uh, last you for seconds i went on a rant 2 days ago about with our kids about the pride that we have in that room because they have water bottles on the floor something. And our weight room looks exactly like I I kind of would like it to look. Um, By that, what I mean is we we have a two-room weight room. In our front room, we have a lot of machines. We have dumbbells. uh, We have some flat benches. We have some ellipticals. We have some treadmills. We have the things that a lot of weight rooms have. And uh, my kids are very rarely in there unless we're using it for space. Uh, but in our back room, we have six racks, two platforms, a whole bunch of bumper plates, a whole bunch of PVC pipe, um, some tubing just for some some, practice, some movement. And really, that's all that's in that room. And, and we get tremendous use out of the room. You know, I've been very fortunate with 
the athletic directors that I've had, and they, they're, they're more than willing to give me the time that I need because of the amount of kids that I can get in there. But, uh, yeah, that, that's all that's in there. So there's not, it's not glamorous, but to us, it's gorgeous. You mentioned cardio, that you do some cardio. I think you even said when, like how many times you do it. But what, mm-hmm. what does that entail? Cardio, we do a circuit. So what we'll do is uh, at the end of a workout, normally, we'll go through and we'll use all of the machines that, that we have in the front room of our weight room. Okay. It's the only time we do them. And uh, then we'll set up uh, steps, boxes. Uh, we'll use some med balls at that time. And we'll do med ball throws and jump rope anything like that that you can incorporate and what we we normally do two circuits when we start this so we'll do a 30 and 10 so let's say we have 35 kids in the weight room so we have 35 stations set up and they can be just about anything as long as you're moving you know we'll set up some dumbbell stations we'll set up a lot of things like that and when it starts each station takes 30 seconds and then you have 10 seconds to get to the next station. Okay. So it's a good 15 to 20 minutes of work. And then uh, what we, what we'll do off of that at the end is we'll go like at a 10 and seven. So we'll do all 35, all the stations again, instead of 30 seconds, we'll go 10 seconds and then seven seconds to get to the next, just to kind of get them to show a sense of urgency. Yeah. Interesting. To know that when they get to the machine, when they get on the machine, they need you ready to go because your reps are limited. So we that that's the way we've done it. We've been pretty close to doing what we're doing now for about fifteen years. It took probably five years for me to figure out exactly what this needed to look like, um, but. Now that we're here, you know, we, we've found that it works for us. It, it's worked to increase success on the field. So for us, this is the way it is. And it's really, I, I know a lot of people develop their culture differently, but for us, this is a great way to develop our football culture for our kids because our kids have now bought in. So when you're a young kid in Shippensburg and you're going to get ready to play football, you're going to get the weight room if you're not um, playing a sport in the winter or in the spring. Have you ever and, toyed uh, with the, uh, the the cardio thing? Have you ever, have you guys ever messed around with doing that, like right after that hinge circuit and then getting into your, the Olympic lifts? Or have you ever done any kind of research or anything like that into, into when, it, when you do that cardio, if that matters? We haven't. Um, we do. Before that, we start our Olympic lifts. We, we, we run, we run in the hall. Okay. All right. Yeah. We lose. Yeah. There's more. What once we finish the Olympic list, we go 30 yard sprints down the hall. Well, I really like what you're talking about with that cardio thing. I really Mm -hmm. like that. I mean, as I'm, as I'm aging, I do more cardio weightlifting like you're talking about. And I, I, I often think to myself, I wish I would have been doing something like this when I was still playing because there, I mean, there's the, the movement and the, you know, the functionality and, and the endurance part of that is, is really good for you. Well, and that's how we've discovered parts of it. What you're saying, 
one thing I discovered is that I've had, you know, I've had shoulder injuries as I've gotten older, and it's probably from lifting or some semblance of, but I didn't know about the hinge movements. I didn't stretch as well as a kid as maybe our kids do now. Right. You know, so so that's one of the re- things, you know, and, and you're right. You, you learn a lot as you age. So as I've aged, one of the things I, I've really wanted to look at was the hinge movements. And we found that in a book called The System. Uh, I can't think of the author off the top of my head. Okay, The System. It, yeah, it's uh, it's the American Guide to the Olymp- to the Eastern Block Lifting Program. Okay. So that, that's where we started with it, and that's one of the ways we've, we've looked at the hinge movements and some of the things that we like to do. And like I said, it, it's it's something that's developed over time. Do you talk but, any nutrition with your guys? No. No, I don't. I don't, and it's not because um, I, I feel like as parents, they need to be informed consumers with, with nutrition. I don't want to be the guy that talks to them about supplements. I don't feel like it's my place. They can talk to our, our team trainer. They can talk to other people about that. But I, I don't want to necessarily lead a kid down a road where he, he didn't. You know, the only supplement we talk about is drinking a milkshake and eating a half a peanut butter sandwich before bed to gain weight. But even saying that, it might be informative to a kid in high school. They didn't even realize that that's that's you know protein is what's building and that's in mm-hmm. peanut butter and it's in milk and that's what's going to build and repair my muscles yeah oh uh, we talk we talked about that i'm yeah. sorry i guess i i looked i went a different direction with that we don't talk about any of the supplements or any of that we talk about peanut butter we talk about chocolate milk we talk about those things and, and nutrition i guess in those ways but but not not in the supplement world um and you know we have kids that will put a jar of peanut butter in their desk drawer or in their locker because you need that at the end of the day to get ready to lift. Uh, yeah, so so we've we've developed our program, our lifting, our football program through our lifting program, which has worked out well for us. But um, we'll go to lifting competitions and we'll be very we'll be successful at a lot of the things that we do with that. And it just helps build our kids' pride in what they're doing. It reinforces what we teach. Well, the confidence that you talked about at the beginning, I mean, that that, that really is, it's so important. That's so key. And and uh, the, the gains that people make, the way their bodies change, the, the numbers that they can see going up in their bench press and their squat and their power cleans, that you're right about that. that. That is confidence. And that confidence does transfer then to the football field. And, and what's really nice with, that we, that helped us some is starting with a middle school kid. Yeah. All of a sudden, if you're a eighth grader and you weigh 93 pounds and we, we have, and now all of a sudden you're a senior and you weigh 200 pounds. It, you can say, I gained 107 pounds <laughs> in my head. And you can give let, lifting credit for that all you want. You were going to gain weight anyhow, but man, I look like this because I lifted. That that's a little different. We have paperwork on these kids, like we have records of where these kids were anymore when they were in eighth grade. 
you know, we we can talk. You know, remember, you couldn't even we, you never made it out of PVC pipe as an eighth grader, and we can have those conversations with them because we've been around long enough to do that. And so that that's a nice thing that that we've been able to develop over years. And right now, if you're a eighth or ninth grader in our school. And you look and you see, wow, they had a great season. And then you see some of these kids who are still in our weight room with us say, well, I want to be like so-and-so, or I want to be like this, or I want to be like that. There are kids out there that you can be like, and we can say to those young kids right now, hey, look, that kid wasn't any bigger than you when he was that age. You know, And it's, it's really helped us to develop our, our younger lifters and get our younger lifters, keep our younger lifters from getting discouraged. And, you know, the one other thing which may not sound important, but, uh, you know, we've learned over the years is important to us. When we give out our lifting shirts, our high school kids and our middle school kids all get the same shirts. Okay. There he, I'm wearing the same shirt as the starting quarterback or the starting defense or the starting this. I have the same lifting shirt as him. And then by the time you're a senior, and we change them every year. So by the time you're a senior, you could have 10, 12, 10 different lifting shirts because we can give out more than one a year. And you, know, you can just, you know, you joke around and you look at all these shirts. <laughs> but, you know, and then we had a kid the other day wearing a, wear a shirt into the weight room. And he was a senior, the kid's a senior for us. And one of the other kids said, that shirt was from when you were in eighth grade. Because <laughs> he was still in a shirt from eighth grade. When it comes right. to these, uh, to a middle schooler, and I'm I'm noticing this now, um, as as I'm in the the high school realm, I'm noticing watching the middle schoolers. This the, the weight room becomes their identity a little bit. In other words, this is kind of now they're seen as part of the football team because they're hanging out in the weight room and they're participating in lifts. And, and it's just, that is the, the middle school thing to do now. And, and, you know, if you're a middle school at lowered off and a lot of them are just coming to the weight room because that, that becomes their identity. So that's what you're talking about there with your middle school is your middle, is there a separate middle school weight room at Shippensburg or do you guys kind of all lift together? No, they lift with us. Yeah. That's awesome. That's if awesome. it's the same, I, I don't mean that. They they come. We lift after school from two forty five till four thirty, roughly. Our middle school comes in from four thirty till six. Okay, so they're not lifting at the same time. I guess that you, you need the room, you need the space. We don't have enough space. We we we, we have too many kids. If we did it together, right. but their workout, I write the workout on the whiteboard when I walk in, and their workout, other than some minor tweaks here and there. Their workout doesn't change much. They, they, they do the same things. Those kids know their hinge movements. By the by, the time they get to me, they they any kid in there can make those hinge movements, and and they kind of have it down. So, but you're you're right in what you said with the middle schoolers developing their identity. The one thing that, that we've noticed is, and I'm not sure about Lower Dolphin, we don't have middle school track. Okay. By not having middle school track, we really don't have a true spring sport for our middle school kids. So uh, we get a ton uh, of middle school kids at this time of year. 
and we, we have little league and we have baseball and they, they go play in their baseball leagues and everything else. And that's great. But that, that time that we want them, we get a lot of those kids introduced to lifting just because in some ways we're fortunate to not have middle school track. So, so they're all with us in that way. Now, in other ways, it would be great to have middle school track as a track coach. But in this way, you know, we can get these kids in and we can get some guidance and they get to see some of our older kids around. And It's nice when they get to see our older kids go back in and work and see, see what it looks like because – you know, they can see those kids do the same things that, that they're doing, and it kind of correlates then to them. The uh, the amount of football coaches that I'm interviewing on these, these podcast episodes, and, and sometimes it doesn't get recorded, but the amount of coaches that are also track coaches, is, is that's, that's surprised me a little bit. And you're you're among that group. You're, you're also a track coach, too. We were talking about that earlier. Yeah, yeah, I am. I want our kids to play a sport and I really want, especially in the spring, it's nice to have them involved. And if they're playing baseball, that's great. I don't, I don't have a whole lot of baseball knowledge, but I, I always enjoyed track. Um, and I always enjoyed coaching track and it's a great way to get, keep these kids involved. Cause what's nice with the spring sport, even if they aren't a great track athlete, all of a sudden, they're accountable for being at practice every day. They have to stay eligible. I track their attendance, same as I would uh, during football season. And they're starting to interact with me more and more as we get ready for the season. For our ninth graders running track for the first time, for me, this is huge. Because this is their first real interaction with me. And sometimes I have to say, hey, look I'm kind of being nice to you guys now in the fall. It won't look like this. <laughs> but, uh, I think they get it. But for them to be able to interact now and to get to know really some of their teammates who are all, some of their football teammates who are also on the track team, it's really nice for them to just to get to start to be around and start to work and start to figure things out. Well, coach, I appreciate you taking time out of your day to, talk to me and talk to the rest of the, the coaching community around here to drop some knowledge on everyone. I appreciate that. Well, I don't know how much knowledge I have. I just have learned from the experiences that I've had, but I, it, I appreciate the opportunity. It's, it's um the, the, the interesting part of this, you know, there's, there's so many ways to skin a cat and what you talked about, about, you know, you, you don't let guys wear hats or, you know, you don't let them wear armbands. You don't let them do it in practice. I know there are a lot of programs that are in the same boat, but I also know there are a lot of programs that kind of do things a different way. They, they're a little bit more lenient on, um, on what guys wear, you know, to practice. And, but it, it kind of like depends on the personality of the coach kind of depends on the school. So, you're, you know, there's, there's more than one way to skin a cat. And I, I think that's, that's a cool thing that I'm learning. Like I've always thought that was true, but I guess it's getting confirmed here that the more and more I talk to coaches. Oh, we have fun at practice. Don't get me. And I understand. We listen to music. We have music on the whole time we practice. But when we step onto a field for a Friday or, or for anything like that, or even into a weight room or into a practice, you need to be dressed to do the work. 
and so that's that's been the approach you know you dress to do the work so that's the way we've approached it. but yeah without a doubt there have been great coaches who do things tremendously different and I, I sometimes i shake my head knowing i don't understand that but each their own yep yep well, all right coach i'll wrap things up there and, and uh thanks again for coming on man thank you have a good evening you too